This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Sunday 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On this episode we're looking at disc number 47 in the collection. This is Zombie Flesh Eaters 3. Oh that's right. We'll be talking about that movie after the first break. This is your final episode of the week. Hopefully you've had a good time, you've been cruising through. Now, like I said on yesterday's episode, I am fully aware that there's a lot of people out there who are currently concerned about illness, etc. Uh, it's weird that we're tackling a zombie movie in light of a, a global pandemic, which the irony is in there for sure. But suffice to say, I have zero plans to cut down content. So if you are working from home, now is the time to start binging through some of the back catalogue um, and make sure that you're also subscribed to the Teapots Collective feed as well because you're getting an extra episode essentially every single week of content and what is not to love about that? So, moving forward to next week, we have another jam-packed week ahead. Four episode week are coming for you kicks off with a review tomorrow of a classic horror movie, bringing the oldie goldies your way. Remember, I am not that old. So, well, I know some of you are saying you're old as fuck, Duncan, and that's a valid point. But yeah, so it's old to me, maybe not necessarily old to the older people and ancient to the young people, but that's what it is. But yeah, so you're getting a, a little review coming tomorrow. On Thursday, you'll get a review of The Invisible Man, the brand new Blumhouse outing that is out there just now. On Saturday, you'll get a review of The Hunt, which is another Blumhouse movie because it's all Blumhouse all the time at the moment. And then on Sunday, 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 we are jumping back into the 88 Thumbs Slasher Classic Collection. Ooh, ooh, return to horror high time. I hope you are ready for that. On the Teapots Collective, Coming tomorrow, slightly later than planned, you're getting The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, which is the first proper entry in our 10-part series of Where to Begin with Jallo. And then coming up the following weekend, likely to be about the Friday or Saturday, you'll be getting the next instalment of Opera Omnia, looking at Sightseers, the third movie in the Ben Wheatley filmography that myself and the phenomenal Mr. Watson are working our way through. And uh, yeah, coming up soon on that one, you'll be getting the next instalment of Doing the Nasty, where me and Mark Ball will be looking at two fucking huge heavy hitters of the genre and Mark of the Devil in the Hills Have Eyes. So keep your eyes peeled for that one as well. And for those that have been querying, Chronicle will be back in April with the next chapter, a series of three movie reviews coming one every two weeks in our folk horror series. 
It's going to be fun. We're going to be looking at Blood on Satan's Claw, The Wicker Man, and of course, a little lesser known movie called Requiem for a Village. So strap yourself in for that. Right, I'm going to take a short break just now. When I return after promos and the trailer for the movie, we're going to be discussing Zombie Flesh Eaters 3. It's movie number 47 in the collection, coming right up right after this. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, legionpodcasts.com, the Psychosemantic Podcast. Welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for Zombie Flesh Eaters 3. This is disc number 47 in the 88 Films Italian Collection series. The blurb on their website says, In 1979, director Lucio Fulci created a video nasty legend with his masterpiece, Zombie Flesh Eaters. A sequel was born in 1988, for which Fulci returned. But the best, 
was yet to come, with 1989's outrageously gory and ghastly Zombie Flesh Years 3. Directed by Claudio Fragrasso, the man behind the notorious Troll 2 and the producer of the infamous and formerly banned splatter opus Zombie Creeping Flesh, the innards and excitement comes thick and fast in this first class follow-up, which returns its witless characters to the Caribbean and a voodoo legend that unleashes hordes of shambling corpses seeking to chow down on anyone stupid enough to be trespassing on hollowed ground. Years since it scandalised audiences, the third in the Zombie Flesh Eaters franchise is back to bite its way to you in your Blu-ray collection. The special features on the disc are a brand new 2K scan of the original film materials, a high definition Blu-ray 1080p presentation, uncompressed original English audio, optional English SDH subtitles, Run Zombie Run, interview with director Claudio Fagrasso and screenwriter Rosella Drudy. Flesh Eaters, Driller Killers and All Round Video Nasties, an interview with Alan Bryce. The trailer and reversible sleeve with alternate poster design. The technical specs are, this is region unlocked everywhere, A, B and C. Woo! The audio is LPCM stereo, picture is 1080p HD 1781. The runtime is approximately an hour and 20 odd minutes. And uh, English language and English subtitles, weird one of these little kind of, just all English, why not, we're not, we're not even pretending anymore, uh, we're just doing everything in English and overdubbing in English. So this is a first time watch for me, I had never seen Zombie Flesh Eaters 3 before, I am very much aware of its reputation, primarily because this is a movie that takes it back to the island where the first one's set. Now anyone that's been listening to podcasts under the stairs for long enough will know that it, it took me a long time to kind of enjoy Zombie Flesh Eaters. I was always kind of of the opinion that it was an okay movie and some people genuinely seem to spunk their load over it, which is fine, but to me it was always that kind of, ah, it's alright, but it's nowhere near the masterclass of Filch's work, you know, in the in the, the movie after City of the Living Dead or even The Beyond, which, I mean, on any given day I'll say The Beyond is his best movie along beside something like Don't Torture a Duckling that I was always kind of lukewarm on it. Interestingly enough, when me and Andy did the doing the nasty series on the the Section 1 movies from the DPP list, I kind of warmed up to it in, in quite a strong way. I actually found a brand new appreciation and love for it, primarily through the Arrow video restoration, which I think is the tits. Um, and I've watched a couple of times since then, and to be honest, it's a movie that I am now, you know... I'm now 100% on board with it. It just took me a long time to get on board with it. I don't know why I was so reluctant. And having seen the second movie and kind of realising the second one's kind of hokey and kind of bonkers, I did not have any kind of real high expectation for Zombie Flesh Eaters 3. I mean, you attach the name Claudio Fragrazzo. When you've seen Troll 2, you kind of know what you're going to get with this guy. Also with the fact that, like I say, I knew it was going back to the island. What I felt we were going to get is a highly derivative piece of, of kind of shock gore horror. And to be honest, it kind of is, but at the same time that benefits this movie greatly. Because what this movie does really, really, really well is its effects. This one is all about the gore. 
like 100% about the gore. And I will be honest with you, and you might roll your eyes at this, some of my favourite kind of scenes of Italian zombie gore are in this movie, now post-seeing it. Some of the effects hold up really, really well on um, kind of a 1080p transfer into Blu-ray, that the kind of 2K scan shows actually the care and attention that went into some of these effects, which I think look fucking gnarly and brilliant. Italian zombies have always been my favourite, they always will be my favourite, there's just something about them that just, that kind of reminds me of like how I would expect zombies to look. No offence to Romero, you know, Romero wrote the book, but in the case of this one, the, the bodies do look like they're decaying, which, and they're all bloated and horrible, and I like that aspect. I also like the fact that we're tying it back into kind of a kind of Haitian voodoo uh, as well, uh, kind of grounding it in that, the ceremony that brings them out, and that's one aspect of why this movie works. The second aspect to why I think this movie works surprisingly well is that it doesn't even try and be a horror movie at any point. This is an action movie. Now, you may want to argue with me, but I'm telling you now you're wrong. This is a, a splatter action movie, kind of basically at its core. Yes, it's dealing with things that are supernatural, so thus we are putting it in a horror category, but Fregrasso shoots this one like Predator. The music, the musical kicks, the music by the way, the score in this is fucking amazing, um, is 80s-tastic. But this is like, this. at times this is shot like Predator and the, and the junglers are walking around with the musical kicks kicking in when they should. But this time instead of having, you know, a, an alien with a, a fucking cannon mounted on its shoulder taking you down, you've got zombies doing it. And I love the fact that we, we stick to the traditional nature of these zombies will walk. What, what we do quite well in this one, I think as well, is we, we start adding to the mythology of what these zombies can do. So one of the characters who is like a kind of soldier guy, when he turns, he's still holding the gun, so he knows how to fire a gun, um, thus killing one of the characters. And I kind of, I want to think as a nod to Night of the Living Dead. But it's really well done as well. It's cheesy as Get Out, but I think it works well in the confines of this movie. The actors are hamming it up to the, the greatest level that they could ever hammed anything up. I mean, the smell of ham wafting off my TV screen made me hungry, made my mouth water. Um, it, you know, it's a, it's a cheesy, hammy movie, but, like I say, the effects are what sells it. We have tons of kill, tons of gore in this movie, and it understands that you need them thick and fast. There is very little downtime in this movie at all, and even the downtime you're getting our conversations with characters right before something gnarly is about to kick off again. And the movie knows how to pace that and it paces it very well. It structures it in such a way that there is, like, we've got an, what, just under an hour and a half of this movie here. And from the opening scene, we know what's going on, where we are, the zombies are there, someone dies, and then it's like, right, well, we are now trying to escape the inevitable. And this is a movie that very much in the, the way that I love Italian zombie movies are always you're trying to escape the inevitable. It's no matter how far you go, you know, these guys are going to eventually get you and if you are hoping for a happy ending, guess what? You're probably not going to get it. And I love those aspects. I think that, you know, aids this movie really, really well. I mean, it doesn't have the, the depth 
that a Fulci movie would have and I know once again your eyes are probably rolling at the fact that I've used the word depth and Fulci in the same sentence it doesn't have that depth this is a very kind of superficial movie that is is interestingly enough trying to emulate a lot of what's come before but trying to put a fresh spin on it but the fresh spin it puts in it makes it if anything feel more derivative than it actually is but that seems to work with it 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 just knows the zone that it's in and it doesn't try and aim for anything loftier than what it's what it's trying to do and as a result you get a remarkably consistent movie now why is it remarkable well if you look at a movie like troll 2 Troll 2 is not a consistent movie, it's, and some sequences appears to be rather well put together, and then other sequences feels to be the worst constructed movie of all time. So I was quite surprised sitting down knowing that Fergrasso was behind this one and seeing a movie that is consistent from start to finish. Now you could argue as the viewer, well consistency is great, but if the consistent level is not great overall, then you know it's not a great movie, and you are right. You are right, and maybe my tempered expectation of expecting something lower, of a lesser quality, would affect this movie. But I'll be honest with you, all the way through it, I was kind of glued to my screen. Loving every second of kind of viscera being flung across, you know, a room or being chowed down on, it made me smile. And the movie knows its audience that it's playing to. If you have picked up Zombie Flesh Eaters 3, chances are you've seen Zombie Flesh Eaters 2, or maybe even Zombie Flesh Eaters, so it knows its audience. Granted, it's less the horror aspect, and more the munchy-munchy action boom side of things, but it knows that as well. And as a result, I, I don't think it is doing anything out with what the director actually wants to put across here. You're getting a very, I think, authentic version of what a 1989 zombie kind of horror action movie should look like. It's surprisingly better than you would actually think. This one does not fall into traps of other movies about the same time. When you consider that 89 is the... We are, we are, we are like a spitting distance now from seeing the, the, the infrastructure of Italian cinema, but specifically horror cinema, genre cinema, about to get flushed down the toilet. The big names are kind of gone and Argento is off doing like American productions at this point. Fulci is very ill and has only got a couple of movies left. This is like what the year before Cat in the Brain. So, which, you know, audiences struggled to watch at the time as well because it was fucking bonkers. Um, and so things are kind of, things are on the out. And Zombie Flesh Eaters 3, for whatever reason, manages to maintain a consistency which I think it's commendable and worth mentioning how difficult it is to do that. I found this one hugely entertaining. I found the deaths brilliant. I love the ending. The ending is, you know, is a classic Italian zombie ending if ever I saw one with great effects. I mean, the effects in this one are the reason you want to sit down and watch this movie. It's not for the acting. The score is great. Some of the cinematography surprisingly well handled. Overall, it's just a fun fucking movie. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised I'm saying this. My grade for this movie is a 3.5 out of 5, and I think that if I watch this movie again, it might move up to a 4. That's how confident I am. I would totally watch this movie again this year, and I'm surprised. I genuinely thought this was going to be one of these 
Well, every now and again, we get a blip in the Italian collection, and we all have to know not at all with this movie. This movie landed spot on with me and made me smile from ear to ear. I had a conversation on Facebook with our, our buddy and listener, Jamie McCauley, who was basically saying, oh, it's a, a rough way to start the morning. And when I said that, actually, I was having a lot of fun with it. I think his comment back was he, he was convinced I was being sarcastic, and I genuinely wasn't. I was sitting downstairs, counting down the time that I was coming off my intermittent fasting so I could have my breakfast, watching a movie which, you know, should have tried my patience, but just, just made me hugely entertained by the whole situation. It's a great movie, yeah, 3.5 out of 5 for Zombie Flesh Years 3. Right, let's take a short break. When I come back, I'm announcing the next movie we'll be covering in three weeks' time and closing out the show right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been your Sunday 88 Films Italian Collection series looking at disc number 47, Zombie Flesh Eaters 3. In three weeks' time, we will continue our look at this collection, moving on to disc number 48. And by the sounds of things, we might be moving back to a little bit of Jello. We are doing a black deal for Lisa. Let's find out what they see on the website. The Jalo was still finding its feet when a black veil for Lisa came along in 1968, along with such earlier murder mysteries as Blood and Black Lace from 1964 and So Sweet So Perverse from 1969, this classic outing proved important to the genre that later filmmakers such as Dario Argento and Sergio Martino would help to define. Featuring an assured leading man from the legendary British Oscar winner John Mills, who was in the movie Gandhi, A Black Veil for Lisa was overseen by the iconic Massimo Dallamano, who also went on to direct What Have You Done to Solange, and offers an engrossing tale of sex and assassination as a frustrated detective's plans to murder his cheating wife by a hired hand only for the entire plot to become more and more muddled, macabre and messy, coloured by a number of crafty jello twists that only the Italians could do during the heyday of Hitchcockian horror, A Black Veil for Lisa makes its British Blu-ray uh, debut in this outstanding HD transfer from 88 Films. Special features on the disc are a 1080p presentation of the film on Blu-ray, uncompressed LPCM audio, optional English SDH subtitles, Yellow is the New Black, Rachel Nisbet on A Black Veil for Lisa, an interview with the film journalist Rachel Nisbet, Lifting the Veil, remembering Massimo Dalmano's A Black Veil for Lisa, an interview with film journalist John Martin, the theatrical trailer and a reversible sleeve with alternate poster design. The technical specs in this disc, region locked B, audio's LPCM stereo, picture is 1080p HD 1781, runtime is about an hour and a half and the English language and English subtitles are present. So that's what we're doing in three weeks time. There's a multitude of ways to check out the show, please subscribe to us podcast under the stairs on whatever device you're currently listening right now make sure you hit subscribe obviously you can check us out on things like apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher soundcloud etc but wherever it is hit subscribe that way you never miss any content that we're putting out and do the same with the teapots collective one episode of one of the spin-off shows dropping every single week over there so please 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 do it it's the best way to support this show 
You can visit our website, it's tputzcast.com, or buy merch to support this show by going to tputzcast.bigcartel.com. Please note, posters and pins are limited in availability at the moment, and when they're gone, they are gone. You can jump across to Facebook and join our group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. Alternatively, if you want to join the Facebook page for the Teaputs Collective, that's facebook.com forward slash tputzcast. You can interact with myself and the Baz and the Twin Prongs of Social Media Sexiness, Instagram and Twitter, both can be followed at tputzcast. And check us out in the Flick Chat app as well. It's free for Android and iOS devices. Flick Chat, our join code is at tputzcast, or tputzcast, I don't think you have to put that at there, although it's a force of habit for me to record as such. Tomorrow we return with another episode of Podcast Under the Stairs, looking at an older film, but by no means less interesting than the content you've had this week. So, all that is left for me to say is, wherever you are, what the time zone is, and what you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs, and I am signing off.